0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Tom Westerholm. I'm joined by Nicole Yang and Chris Grenham, And today, we are going to talk some fast PP. Peyton Pritchard, he's just torn up the Las Vegas Summer League. And now, he has scored 90 points in a Pro-Am game. Uh, well, he scored 92 points, excuse me. And followed it up with a massive triple-double in the Pro-Am, uh, the Portland Pro-Am. The summer of Peyton Pritchard rolls on. I, I don't. I don't know how he's going to top it, but uh, I'm expecting big things in the next couple of months here.
1: The endurance factor for him just to put up like however many three pointers he put up and score <laughs> 90 points. It's absurd. His arms must have been absolutely gassed. He was pulling up from like half court. But pro-am tournaments as a whole are just very funny because you can have someone like Payne Pritchard just go and take all of his team's shots and score 90 points and basically be touted as like a legend in Portland. It's It's awesome. I love that stuff.
2: Also, I think the funniest part about him scoring 92 is that his team only won by two points. The final score was 165 to 163.
0: Well, because as Peyton Pritchard was scoring 92, Mike James of the Brooklyn Nets was putting up 70. So yeah, I mean, clearly the defense aside from those two was pretty sturdy. I think the thing to know about pro-ams is that before we were getting started recording this, we were talking about them and Grenham mentioned the Hartford pro-am and Grenham has played in the Hartford pro-am and I was invited to play in the Hartford pro-am. So if you're wondering about like the talent level at these things, it is sometimes an NBA player and sometimes it's me or Grenham. So, Granham, you had... Boots on the ground. You had gumshoes out there uh, texting you back about this pro am. What can can you share from your uh, pro am sources in Portland?
1: They said one, Pritchard probably took close to 50 three pointers, all of which were from far, far beyond the three point line. So they were just touting how impressive it was that he didn't get like tired and just collapse on the court because he was chucking up 50 plus three pointers. But they were also saying he was taking it very seriously. Like it seemed like it kind of meant a lot to him. I don't know if he had played in the Portland pro am, but before when he was at West Lynn or when he was at when he was at Oregon. I know like programs always have high school and college guys playing. I would think he has, but it seemed like he was taking it quite seriously. Either way, it sounded like it was an electric atmosphere. It's not like he was kind of like jawing with a couple guys on the other team while they were trying to defend him and he was just like cooking and pulling from half court. So I wish we had a live feed and or a box score. I would love to see his twenty five of sixty one line from three or whatever it might have been. So sounded like great atmosphere.
0: Again, we really should hammer home the fact that this was like high school, college kids. But it is interesting that he cared so much about it, right? Like, w- like I'm curious what this meant to him he left summer league like he left las vegas where like his professional basketball team was playing but i mean this seems like it might have meant something specific to payton i don't know it's very weird
1: when i was talking to people close to pritchard like a month or two like a month and a half ago i want to say it was always the assumption that he was going to play in the early games then and then he was done so he was never going to play the full stretch no matter what and it always seemed like he was going to play half or less of the game so i don't necessarily at least from what i was told before summer league training camp began, it didn't sound like he showed up to summer league. He goes like, Hey guys, like I want to go put up a hundred points in Portland. So I'm going to leave you halfway through the schedule. It seems like it just kind of worked for a way. We're like, Oh, he's got something going on. So he's, he's gone. So I, I don't really know. I don't know.
2: I think it was always planned that he was going to play in half the games. It's just whether or not he was going to stay around in Las Vegas and continue with the team. But because he had this opportunity to play in the Pro-Am, it made sense for him to leave. I think if the team asked if he had played differently and it was needed for him to play more in Summer League, I think he easily would have stayed and committed to the Celtics and not left for the pro-am. I guess my larger point is like, I don't think this is like that big of a deal. I just think the optics are very funny in that he tears up Summer League, looks way too good for Summer League, leaves... And instantly puts up ninety two in a program game. Like that's hilarious to me. Like in reality, there's not much to glean. It's just like funny in how it all came together, really.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I think it's probably worth kind of getting into Pritchard a little bit and his summer league performance and just kind of like where we think he is now. Like, I mean, we've talked a couple of times early on in the summer league. Like I mentioned that I thought it might make some sense to start him next to Marcus Smart. I feel pretty solidified in that take at this point. Like, I mean, obviously we'll see how camp goes, we'll see how you know preseason goes and all of that but the version of Pritchard that we've seen he is distributing he's shooting from three he's shooting off the dribble he's getting to the rim like we know he's got a good handle and that he's you know an experienced player and that he can run a team he did it for years at Oregon like this kind of off ball version of him just feels like the game seems very easy for him when he plays off ball like I don't know I I think there is a pretty good case to be made at this point
1: I think that's fair especially the way the Celtics roster is laid out at the moment like they desperately need players like him guys who can be that kind of off-ball shooter and can work off of maybe a guy like Dennis Schroeder, maybe a guy like Marcus Smart, whoever they kind of could potentially pair him in the backcourt with. I think his skill set right now as it's playing out and as it seems to be developing just makes a whole lot of sense for this roster. So we're not actually evaluating his pro-am performance, but like what he's doing in the offseason depends on what he does in training camp. But I think at this point, it would make a whole lot of sense for him to get some pretty valuable minutes on this team.
0: The numbers that he's putting up at Summer League, again, they're Summer League numbers, but not only is he producing like a guy who's too good to be there, he's producing like a guy who is like, like, it just looks super, super easy the way that like a a star, like a kind of a future star looks at Summer League. And like, he's a second year NBA player. So like, I'm not saying like, oh, Peyton Pritchard is going to be like an all-star this season. But like, he's producing like an NBA, like starter would like, you know, again, I feel hesitant saying that because he was like a, a late first round pick last year. He didn't play that much. But like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think like starter is a crazy thing to say.
1: No, and I also don't think you should feel hesitant in saying that because you're not saying like he's a surefire starter, but you're saying what's exactly right, which is he's playing at Summer League like an NBA starter does. It's not an overreaction. We're not saying he's gonna make the all-star team.
2: But I think there's like a very happy medium here. Like obviously the hype is gonna die down a little bit here. Like there's no way that he can sustain this simply because of simply because of the level of competition. But that doesn't mean it's going to be like this huge drop. Like I think in the NFL, they talk so much about the second year jump. And that's just natural. Like if you are a competent player, you're going to have a better season in year two more often than not, if you put in the work. And clearly Peyton Pritchard has done that. So I think, like, there's all the reason to be confident. And the best thing is that there's, like, a real role for him on the Celtics. Like, it's not like, oh, well, like, he won't be utilizing his skill set. Like, it really is a perfect situation, in my opinion. And he had a really good rookie season, too. He hit, like, a natural rookie wall, and obviously it was super condensed. But, like, he was talked about, though, when it comes to, like, all rookie teams and things like that. Like, he had a good year. So I I think, like, yeah... You can acknowledge that the summer league hype isn't going to last, but that doesn't mean like he's going to just become a non-factor all of a sudden once the season starts.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look back at last year, he topped twenty points four times. He topped double digits twenty-two times. I mean, his game high was okay. See, high yeah. was that OKC game where he yeah, where he had twenty-eight points and they still managed to lose because, of course, they did. <sighs>
1: But you're, but you're right. Pritchard was actually after he hit that rookie wall, he was pretty good beyond it in April. He had a pretty good month, you know? So I, I think better than a lot of rookies would. He just he kind of got back to where he wanted to be.
0: Well, and I think there's something with him too where it's like he, he shot really well from three. I'm 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 curious to see where Pritchard goes from here because he is a scrappy defender. He does have like a really good handle. Like you watch him and again, it's the pro am, but like you watch him in the pro you watch him in Summer League, he's scooting right by guys because they can't pick his pocket. Like it's, it's very hard to strip him. So there's a lot to his game. I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out of it next.
2: Just go to his YouTube channel or whatever. There's those videos of him doing all his handling drills.
0: That's the thing. In terms of his
1: development as a prospect, I think he's just obsessed with basketball. We texted yeah. about this. It seems like he just, I mean, yeah, he travels and stuff, which don't worry, we'll get to. But it seems like all he does in his free time is basketball. He left Summer League for a iron engagement which was to go play at a pro-am in Portland like when he was in high school all he did was dribble in his garage like he was carrying basketballs into games this year it just seems like he is obsessed with basketball doesn't really have much else outside of it which you hear about a lot of prospects looking at you Ben Simmons where they come into the NBA and it's like this guy might not even like basketball and you worry about that as like part of his development whereas Pritchard is gonna I think continue to work and work and work which I don't think is a bad thing at all
2: And like we've talked about, I mean, the Celtics need shooting. He's perfect for that. The Celtics need depth. He's perfect for that if he doesn't start, which Tom has made a case for. And the Celtics do have a lot of guards. However, they all bring something different to the table and they just lost Kemba Walker. So there's like a potential fit there too. Like, I just think a lot of things are aligning for him in terms of the team as well. That I think we have every reason to believe that this will be a good season for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the depth, it's like, well, if, if he does start, he still adds depth because he's gonna, you know, push guys like Schroeder and other guys who, who might've been starting down the depth chart a little bit, which only helps the Celtics this year. So...
2: Like a starting lineup of Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, or Rob Williams. And then you have Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson coming off the bench. That's not a bad setup. Like that's not a bad eight-man rotation. Do you actually think that? I mean, Eme Ndoka might do it simply because Peyton is from Oregon and from Portland. But like, do you think there's a real shot?
0: I do. Structurally, like the offense makes more sense. And defensively, it's, it's such an easy fit because of Smart. And like, that's the value of Marcus Smart. Yeah, like he did, certainly doesn't have to be guarding a point guard and Pritchard works. And so did Kemba. Defensively, I think his lowest case scenario is is like Kemba, where he's a little undersized, but he tries and he takes charges and stuff like that. And I, I honestly think he's probably going to be a little bit better than that.
2: And it sort of benefits the defense of the second unit because you have Josh Richardson.
0: Yeah, exactly. The fact that like, then you can stagger Smart and Richardson defensively like that. That's yeah, a lot of things kind of work out that way. I have a question for you guys before we get to the draft. That's a little unkind next season. Who do you think is going to be better? Peyton Pritchard or Kemba Walker? I think Peyton Pritchard will be better. Feels like it's possible.
2: That's a really interesting question.
1: That was also so like, I'm so on the Peyton hype train right now. I think Peyton's more durable. Best ability is availability. Shout out Ben Golliver. And I just think that anytime there's a you're in a new scenario, I think it might take Kemba a little bit to get kind of worked into that system. I don't know. I just think Peyton could fill a pretty nice role for the Celtics team, and it could work out pretty well for him.
0: Prior to missing some games his rookie season, Peyton played 39 games, 36 games, 38 games, and 31 games for Oregon. And obviously the 31 game, there was like all the COVID stuff. Right. So he was didn't – I don't know if he missed a college game.
2: I think there's no question the Celtics would rather have Peyton Pritchard over Kemba Walker, but I'm not giving up on Kemba just yet in terms of what he yeah. can do to that Knicks team. It wasn't for the Celtics, like especially on the Max contract, but... I don't think it's as definitive as I'm not going to be answering within seconds of Tom finishing the question by saying Peyton Pritchard. I could <laughs> answer I,
1: quicker. I would have. <laughs> I do think
2: it's an interesting question. And the fact that it's an interesting question says a lot about Peyton Pritchard's development.
0: And about yeah. Kemba Walker's situation, unfortunately. But yes, I agree. And that's why, yeah, that's why I was wondering. I, I, uh, I'm i with you, Nicole. I think I would lean toward Kemba just because like in a vacuum, you look at both players. It's like, okay, like the, the multi-time star or like the guy who was picked 27, it's like obviously I'm going to take the multi-time star but Kemba you know it's it's tough to see it's tough to tell like what's left there and Pritchard it's it's kind of not hard to see the path to a lot of success this season so we'll see what happens.
1: So today's Peyton Pritchard themed Geno Time Draft is brought to you by our friends at Shades on Beer Company. They're the makers of the Geno Time Stout. They're the makers of plenty of delicious products. So if you're in the Boston area, keep an eye out for the Geno Time Stout and any Shades on Beer Company products. If you're in Rhode Island, you're a Celtics fan, check out the Shades on Beer Garden and Tasting Room, and you can check out all of their products down there. But again, if you're really a Celtics fan in New England, keep an eye out for Shades on Beer Company products. And specifically, we're biased toward that Geno Time Stout. But let's get into to our Peyton Pritchard-themed Geno Time
0: Draft. So for today's draft, we're just going to take our favorite Peyton Pritchard moment of the summer. I believe some of these will be on court. I believe some of these will be off court. So, uh, Nicole, why don't you tell us our order here?
2: Can you see that? I That's me with the first pick. Yep, yeah,
0: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, followed by Grenham and then Tom.
0: Okay.
2: All right. I mean, so with the first pick, I feel like I have to take the 92 points in the Pro-Am. It's probably the least significant of his basketball accomplishments. However, I just think it's, like we said, pure comedy, like him leaving Summer League and then instantly <laughs> dropping 92. I love the nuggets from Grenham that he took 53 pointers. I just think that's amazing. The fact that it was in Oregon, where he's from, like I'm sure he was loving it. So I'm going to take the 92 point performance.
0: Like if we're picking the Peyton Pritchard moment of the summer, right? Like when you think of like, oh, what's the thing you're going to remember about the summer? It's like, yeah, you're not going to remember him having 20 points and 12 assists in a summer league game. You're going to remember him having 92 points in a pro-am game that he left his professional team to go drop. Like Peyton Pritchard only plays hooky from basketball to play basketball. So uh, yeah, I I think that's the easy number one pick here.
1: So for the sake of the draft, I won't take his whole summer league spiel. I'll take specifics here. His game against the Nuggets is going to be my pick because he did a little bit of everything and that kind of showed a more holistic development. Obviously, we know he can shoot. I think he was seven of 14 or seven of 15 from three in his last summer league game. And that was all of his field goals. <laughs> but second game, he had 21 points, 12 assists, eight boards, a uh, steal or two, I believe, in 25 minutes, just completely dominated the game. And it was very, very apparent that he had no business playing in summer league at that point. It was really, really fun to watch. And I think that was kind of an eye opener for some people be like, oh, like this is, he's really showing some separation here. And so, again, if I could, I would just take basically his entire Summer League run. But I'll take that second game against the Nuggets. It was a really nice all-around performance, and uh, it, was, it was fun to watch.
0: All right, so for the number three pick, I'm going to take his game against the Hawks, the Summer League opener. It was kind of the first hint that we had that he was going to be way too good for Summer League because he had 23-5-5. Five and five. But the thing that I respected the most about it is that Pritchard went 7 for 18 from the field and 7 for 15 from the three-point line, which like is the type of stat line that I constantly put up in men's league games. And obviously, he went on to do much more impressive things uh, off the dribble and uh, as a passer and everything. But just 23 points on 7 for 15 shooting from three really was a really relatable moment for me. And then snaking back through uh we'll, we'll do one more round here with the number four pick we were looking through Pritchard's Instagram before we hopped on here and when he threw out the first pitch at Fenway he had probably the coolest Red Sox hat I've seen it was this tan Carhartt Red Sox hat that I would have probably buy if somebody sent me the link to uh for the first pitch Carhartt hat combination I'll uh give that number four Peyton Pritchard moment of the summer
1: I could a thousand percent see you rocking that yeah. hat it is a pretty cool hat I'm gonna also we just were diving deep into Peyton Burchard's social media here. I'm going to take the fact that it seems like anytime I don't know if it's his boy. I don't know if it's an actual like photographer that he hires or what, but he always has a photographer on hand when he goes on vacations, when he goes and trains somewhere. I'm going to take, with my final pick, Chase McCann. Friend, photographer, whoever, gets some great shots of Peyton, you know, hooping in Tulum, sitting on a boat, you know, hanging out in a living room somewhere, just always, always taking professional photos. Very nice photos also, but mm-hmm. kind of hilarious. If you see Peyton, you know, just put up like a location tag somewhere on Instagram or on Twitter, you know, the Chase McCann photos are, are following in return. So I'm going to take the fact that he just is always camera, camera ready, apparently.
0: <laughs> These photos are really good. They're I-
1: very good photos. Actually, shout out Chase McCann. He seems like a pretty good photographer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. With
2: the last pick, I'm going to take... I assume this photo was taken by Chase McCann. (laughs) Looks like Peyton went sailing in the Boston Harbor and captioned it part-time sailor. And this summer, I actually also started going sailing in the Boston Harbor. And it's a really good time. So I'm glad that Peyton has been able to experience that too.
1: Nicole Yang, part-time sailor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the bougiest that Geno time has ever sounded. (laughs) And I will not stand for it. We will end the podcast right there. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate everybody who reaches out. We really appreciate anybody who leaves us a rating or a review. If you do, let us know. So as always, you guys know where to find us, and we will talk to you all again later this week.